Hi, I'm Marissa. And I'm Jen. And this is not the sex talk you need. This is the sex talk you deserve. Hi, welcome to episode eight of the sex talk you deserve. Yeah. It's been a while. It's It's been a while since we recorded. It's been a while since we posted. I won't bore you with the details. It was technical errors. Thank you if you're still listening. If you're not listening, I guess we don't need to thank you, so bye. But we appreciate it. We're back with a new episode. We'd actually recorded this one and then lost it. And then tonight we'll be recording Oops. another episode. So we've got more content coming and we are still doing this. We're still working on it. Um, so tonight's episode is about consent and we're even talking about this outside of the context of sex and sexual activity but um why don't we start with something new from that we the thing that we said we were doing yep and then we didn't do it ever again we did it we did it last time we did it when we talked about virginity in episode seven we talked about ti subjecting his daughter to the scientifically inaccurate with no scientific founding the virginity tests that were completely a violation of her privacy and just terrible and that the state of new york is now moving to bar doctors from performing those virginity tests which is great now this is news that i mean terrible what happened but this is in support of uh victims sexual assault victims everywhere I count myself among that group, so any anyone who's ever experienced any kind of sexual misconduct or violence, I'm sure can empathize. So a lot of people probably remember in 2015 there was a case, People of the State of California versus Brock Allen Turner. Brock Turner was famously known as the Stanford Swimmer, and during the entire rape trial in which um, the defendant... Um, in which his victim, who was known only as Emily Doe at the time, she basically was found uh, behind a dumpster. She had been raped by him, and the entire time in the case, he was always um, touted as this great swimmer, and he had the scholarship, and he was this great athlete, and everybody was saying, we can't ruin his future over this one mistake. He's young. He made a mistake. And there's so much wrong with that and that there was no thought given to how this may have affected his victim it does not matter your sports capabilities your athletic prowess you commit a crime you commit rape you anyway i'm sorry so you were he was only sentenced six months in jail for it he only served three and then was put on probation there was a lot of protesting. Um, he also came from a very rich, well-to-do family, and that was part of it as well. And he went. So, recently, um, I believe this was in September. Um, it was fall of 2019. The woman who had been known as Emily Doe came out and with her identity. Her name is Chanel Miller. Um, she has a new memoir out called Know My Name, and it's about overcoming what happened to her, and it's really great. She, everything I've read from her has been, I mean, it's its so hard to read just knowing what happened to her, and she 
her victim impact statement in itself if you ever watch her read it it's there's so much there to just be able to really understand what these victims go through she mm, i'm just really proud of her i don't know her at all but i'm so sorry she had to go through what she went through and i hope she's thriving now and again her name is chanel miller the book is called know my name and that's out now and uh we are not defending rapists in this house nope okay so um if that happened to kind of line up with our theme today i thought it was kind of nice that the last one lined up let's line this one up as well this episode is on consent and when we talk about sex with consent sex implies consent there is no such thing as non-consexual sex if i said i had non-consexual sex what is that really jen it was a quiz no <laughs> if i said i had sex with someone but they didn't consent uh, then I would say that you raped someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sex without consent is rape. Would not be your friend anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, if there's any sexual activity that occurs and there is no consent from all parties, then it's rape. I realized something today. Throughout the process. Throughout the entire process, yes. If, if consent is revoked halfway through, that's, that's it. It's it. It's You're over, done. Buddy. <laughs> Gotta go gotta leave gotta put on your shirt put on your blouse take off <clears throat> so marissa what is consent consent and i've gotten this information from rain which is the rape abuse and incest national network and that's the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization so uh you asked a great question jen what is consent well consent is an agreement between participants to engage in sexual activity when we're talking about it through sex there are many ways to give consent, and some of those we're discussing later, but consent doesn't have to be verbal. But verbally agreeing to different sexual activities can help you both respect your boundaries when you're with your partner. I actually wanted to, to edit that statement. You can respect boundaries with all partners, because I feel like a lot of times we're very, um, I, I guess the word, what's the opposite of, uh, of poly? Monogamy. Monogamy. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember the word. Monogamy. I feel like we're. Very, I feel like we've said stuff like monogamy centric, like just assuming there are two partners. Yeah. There may be multiple people involved, and all of those people have to consent. I would say, especially if you are poly, polyamorous, you should. I couldn't think of the definitely. word. Definitely. No, I know. Yeah. Oh, polyamorous. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like polysexual, but that didn't sound That's, right. I mean, I. That might be a term for it as well. I think but, there's. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same thing, so I didn't want to in case they they don't overlap or mm -hmm. um, anything. Now, next part, you go ahead. Okay. So, when you're engaging in sexual activity, consent is about communication, and it should happen every time. Giving consent for one activity one time does not mean giving consent for increased or reoccurring sexual contact. For example, agreeing to kiss someone doesn't give the person permission to remove your clothes. Having sex with someone in the past doesn't give that person permission to have sex with you again in the future. It sucks that that sounds so simple, because it is, you know, that simple, but it seems to be a concept that people just don't want to grasp or they can't grasp when it's just down to just because I said this one thing that one time does not give you permission to just do it when you feel like it. 
Yeah, it's not a you check the box and it's not like when you get an internet pop-up and it says don't ask again. That's not really how consent works unless you click that box and you say, yes, this is always go for me. You can always do this when we're having sex. I'm, I'm always game for this unless I say otherwise. It was written in pencil, not pen. Jen just gave me the goofiest look when she because said that. I just thought about that in my head and I thought it was really smart and you should say that it was really smart. I think it was really smart. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And on to that next bullet point. <laughs> so you can change your mind at any time. Um, I want to make this clear. You can change your mind. Your partner can change their mind. But um, speaking specifically to the listeners, um, I don't know who else I'd be speaking to. I'm sorry. That was dumb. Listen. You can change your mind at any time. I can't talk to your partners unless they listen to the podcast. I can talk to you right now. You have the power to withdraw consent at any point if you feel uncomfortable. It's important to clearly communicate to your partner that you are no longer comfortable with this activity and that you want to stop. And the best way to ensure both parties are comfortable with any sexual activity is to talk about it. But you can also... Otherwise. <laughs> you can also give positive consent that looks like communicating when you change the type or degree of sexual activity with phrases like is this okay and explicitly agreeing to certain activities either by saying yes or other affirmative statements like I'm open to trying and lastly using physical cues to let the other person know you're comfortable taking things to the next level which again I think it's just, it's so simple, but it's so hard for people to understand, especially as we're saying that it doesn't always have to be verbal sometimes. It is also making sure that you're in tune with the other person's body and watching their body language and just having the common sense to know that if they're a little bit tense or something, like stopping to check in and being like, oh, are you okay? You seem a little like pent up or tense yeah like this is a group effort you have to be paying attention to them and what they want and uh later in this episode we're doing a case study on how maybe verbal consent is not always someone may not feel that they are prepared to give verbal non-consent so saying no maybe they don't feel like they can do that or they feel nervous about it so the other person was not listening to the fact that they were pulling away, not understanding that they were they were physically and just kept going after it. And it that's not cool. OK, so it doesn't look like if you refuse to acknowledge the word no, if your partner says no, you keep pushing. You're completely invalidating their consent. And that's not OK. If you assume that wearing certain clothes or flirting or kissing is an invitation for anything more, it's not, kissing is not a gateway all the time. Maybe sometimes, but sometimes kissing is just kissing. Flirting doesn't mean they want to go home with you. Someone, if they are under the legal age of consent, they cannot give consent. That's kind of the whole thing. It's um, in the title. Yes. Technically, the age of consent does vary by state. I know some states have different laws, like it's some states you have to be 18 to consent. Some states you have to be 17 or 16 with parental consent. It's a touchy subject. 
on the same level, if someone is incapacitated because of drugs or alcohol, they are also not able to give consent. So therefore, even if they say, sure, yes, it's not, it's not consent. They're not in the right mind frame. Consent is safe, sane, consensual. That's what we talk about when we talk about kinks. Safe and sane means they don't feel pressured. They don't feel like something bad is going to happen if they say no. Sane means they are of legal age, of the right age to be able to give consent, and they're not inebriated. They're not in a place where they're not thinking straight. Where would they make this decision sober? I don't know. Well, can't happen then. And you, again, consent does not look like assuming you have permission to engage in a sexual act because you've done it in the past. A lot of that info, again, was from Rain, and now we are moving on to things I did not get from Rain at all. So, yeah, so this is not from Rain anymore. This is more kind of just into the myth-busting territory, the myth-busting uh, section of our podcast. Uh, and the first kind of question is, is it always on the guy to get consent from the girl? Which, just that question alone, you know pretty heteronormative which as we know is a myth itself <laughs> i was gonna say blah but yeah but uh, i feel like that's what we get in media movies anyway so short answer is no longer answer is not only is this idea heteronormativity at work like i just mentioned but it erases deeper issues that exist within the LGBTQ plus community, within their relationships, and ignores the issue of guys being put in sexual situations they don't want to be in. Uh, let's focus on that one first, because obviously, you know, men can be assaulted as well. Men can be raped. Men, cis men can be just as abused as cis women. And then, you know, trans men and women have it worse but to understand why this is such a problem we need to know a few things first let's look at the concept of lovely toxic masculinity quite a buzzword <sighs> anyway toxic masculinity is adherence to traditional male gender roles that restrict the kinds of emotions allowable for boys and men to express including social expectations that men seek to be dominant aka the alpha male and limit their emotional range primarily to expressions of anger. The concept of toxic masculinity is used in psychology and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. I did get that definition from Wikipedia. I may have tweaked it, but I'm pretty sure that was mostly Wikipedia. Anyway. Toxic masculinity and stereotypical gender norms contribute to a really harmful idea. Exactly. I agree with that, Raspberry. Um, so the harmful idea that men always want sex and think of nothing else, but women do not want sex, or at least not in the same way, so that in a heterosexual relationship, it's up to the man to quote-unquote convince or win her over or prove himself. This is also how we got the idea of the friend zone, which is when a man feels entitled to romantic or sexual relationship with a woman because he feels he has treated her well enough to earn it. He feels that he has shown he can be a good boyfriend, a good whatever, oh, I'll treat you right, okay, great, I still don't want to have sex with you, 
I'm sure someone else would if you were truly like if you were that great of a guy that great if you were truly Mm. I'm sure someone else would but I don't want to I don't want that for me I don't want that for you the friend zone so I have a lot of beef with the friend zone but we don't we don't need to get into that but I hate it it doesn't exist if no, you, it doesn't. If you think it exists, you're just wrong, and I will. The friend zone is my you. friend's house where I go to hang out because my friends are there. It's the zone where all my friends mm. are, and we hang out there and we have a good time because we're friends, and friendship <laughs> is really great and important. <laughs> That's what the friend zone is and should be. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do or say or buy, no one owes you their feelings. Or their bodies. Just, I want that engraved on a baseball bat. Just tattoo that right on my forehead. Yeah. Consent must be given freely, sanely, and enthusiastically. That means no coercing someone into it and no wearing them down if they seem reluctant. Man, I just remember growing up watching all those movies. Like, every late 1990s, like, early 2000 rom-com. Mm-hmm is literally about that concept yeah of the man wearing down the woman Mm -hmm. and i think there's there's a difference between i'm clearly showing interest but maybe i'm not super you know ready to jump into this and if the guy's like okay well i'll try harder but there's a whole big difference between oh maybe i'm nervous about a relationship like like, there, I have seen things where it's like, oh, I kind of, I do like you, but I don't know. And it's like, well, let me prove to you this could be good. That's, I feel very different than, no, I don't like you and I don't want to be around you. Oh, I'll wear her down. Like, buddy, just switch, just go get a hobby. <laughs> Take up knitting or woodworking, something with your hands to occupy your time. I just don't trouble this poor girl anyway so what happens when you try to wear someone down in a sexual way let's do a quick case study that i promised earlier do you all remember this aziz ansari thing so it was incredibly controversial at the time and it remains to be uh to a lot of people what ansari did doesn't come off as outright sexual assault but it should be noted that he did not deny the allegations made against him, but did respond, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And some people also had an issue with the way the article was written and the way the story was reported, but we're not here to weigh in on that right now. This is also a consent issue, which is what we will be focusing on. So... A brief rundown of what happened um, on January 13th, 2018, um, so about two years ago, Babe.net published an article written by an anonymous woman who went by the name Grace that detailed the night she went on a date with Anzari shortly after they met in September 2017. The title of the article is, I went on a date with Aziz Anzari, it turned into the worst night of my life. Um, I recommend reading the article if you want to get a feel for what really happened, but in summation, he took her back to his apartment immediately after they had dinner and started making aggressive sexual advances towards her from the first time that he kissed her. In her own words, in a second, his hand was on my breast. 
Minutes later, he told her he was getting a condom, and she reported saying something along the lines of, whoa, let's relax for a second, let's chill. This is the point that we're getting to. She did not explicitly enthusiastically consent, and she was hesitant and voiced her desires to pump the brakes. I'm not going to get into everything he did to her, because it's a lot, and if you want to know, you should read the article. Um, trigger warning for sexual misconduct. It's, it's a bit of a heavy read. But um, the point of it all is, according to Grace, she gave off clear verbal and physical cues indicating she did not want to engage in sexual activity with him, or further sexual activity, more than once. And he kept pushing and being an aggressor. She said she did not want to have sex with him that night. She asked to slow down. She was pulling away and closing in on herself. These are all signs that someone is not ready to have sex. I remember, I did not put this in the notes, but God, there was one that really just hit me where she said, I don't want to have something about, I don't want to have sex on the first date. She said she was kind of trying to play it off. And then he said, well, if I pour you another glass of wine, will that count as our second date? And I'm like, how are you not reading? She doesn't want to, she said, I don't want to have sex tonight. Oh, and then she said, I don't want to have sex on the first date. Oh my god. I Anyway, okay. So, he ignored those signs and kept up with the sexual acts, and then according to Grace, she texted him the next day and said, among other things, quote, I just want to take this moment to make you aware of your behavior and how uneasy it made me. And Ansari responded with, quote, clearly I misread things in the moment and I'm truly sorry. And then the day after the article came out, Ansari released a statement in which he said they engaged in sexual activity, which by all indications was completely consensual. But when he heard that it was not the case for her, he was surprised and concerned. I think this is my personal, well, this is my personal opinion, and I think it may get hate because I know people disagree with it. Um, I'm speaking for myself, not Jen can give her own opinion. I'm not speaking necessarily for the overall podcast. I'm speaking for Marissa and me. When I say what Aziz Ansari did is is completely wrong, and no one is a mind reader, but Grace did not give explicit, enthusiastic consent. He didn't ask her if she wanted to have sex, and she gave clear signs that she did not want to have sex with him. And no, she didn't say, no, Aziz, I don't want to have sex with you, but he just kept pushing her. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I remember reading that article and just being... You're just so just squicked out. So disappointed mm-hmm. and so just sad that that happened because, you know. <sighs> well, I also, because that was around the time Me Too started, I think. Yes, that I think Me Too was a... A little bit before it. A little bit before, but that was, that was in the thick of it. Yeah. Was a lot of the predators had come out. I mean, I think people, you know, the outright sexual predators, the serial offenders and 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 that sort of thing and then guys who people knew were bad guys but then you have someone like Aziz Ansari who openly branded himself a feminist and Mm -hmm. who a lot of I mean I know a lot of people just really liked him he seemed like a really nice guy and then you find out he does this and was like this behind closed doors and it just makes you feel uncomfortable it's it's just sad it's upsetting yeah, I mean, it's why you never put people on a pedestal, but you know, you want you want to not think that celebrities you like and celebrities who you might think are funny or who you enjoy watching on Parks and Recreation 
are just not listening to consent. People in general. Yeah, like, you don't want to hear it that it's happening to human people. Human beings. You don't want to hear what happened to Grace. You don't want that to happen to women. But you don't want that to happen to anybody. You don't want that to happen to men. And, you just, know, it's, yeah. it's a... I guess it's, if, if nothing else, silver lining, it's good that we're still getting upset. It's good that this hasn't become commonplace. It's... You know, it's good that we're not accepting it, but still, it freaking sucks. So, asking someone for their consent will not kill the mood. Communication is very important. Uh, It's how you avoid violating another person, both mentally and physically. And it's great to check in more than once. Uh, You don't even have to make a big to-do list. You don't have to bring in a clipboard and, you know, check off the boxes as you're going along in the process all you have to do is just ask are you okay with this are you good do you want to keep going and you know just on a personal note you know I really uh want that experience to happen to me because as you know shocker I'm asexual and I just have a really weird personal relationship with the whole act of sex and just sex things in general you have a unique Unique. it's not weird it's unique (laughs) yeah but it's just i because i know if the time ever comes where i will be put in that situation i'm going to lose my mind (laughs) like it's i just know it's already just going to be an uncomfortable situation with me but i know that if i'm with someone that like wants to actually like take it step by step with me i will feel a lot better yeah and um i don't know about you guys i guess personal preference but if i were to have sex with someone and they were dead silent the whole time it would be very off-putting for me Mm -hmm. and you can't always i feel like if you're a person who enjoys dirty talk you run out of it eventually I think you can absolutely work checking for consent into Dirty Talk if that's something you're into. Literally just asking, like, you like this? Like, you can do it in, like, a sexy way, but you're still checking. Jen knows exactly. I said it without saying it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make you hear that. But I'm. you can, you can make it work for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, also, if you're thinking, well, I'm not going to ask if they want to keep going because what if they decide they don't want to? And, well, I want to have sex. Suck it up, buddy. Oh, it's better that you stop before you do something the other person will regret. And if you still think that having sex once is more important than the other person's comfort and consent and something that may stay with them for the rest of their lives, I say this in all seriousness. You need to get help because the lack of empathy that you're exhibiting is concerning and you have a very unhealthy relationship with sex and other people if you think that one physical experience is worth a potentially lifetime of damaging emotional experience for another person because they felt that they weren't respected or listened to and then i just anyway okay go ahead i i'm i agree like if you think that getting your rocks off quote unquote or like having this one like what 30 second two minute release i don't know how sex works (laughs) just like not laughing at you that was just funny how you said it just this minuscule moment of like pleasure for you like 
that violates someone's like whole subconscious and you know their whole mental state like uh, not someone I would like to know and the conversation around consent is so important because if you don't know what consent is how do you know it's being given what do you look for how do you know if you've gotten it or if you've given it yourself on that there was a time that I was a teenager and I didn't understand that I hadn't really given consent I was just kind of going with what was happening and I was like okay I guess this is happening I wasn't comfortable with what was happening I wasn't okay with it but I didn't know how to speak up and I didn't understand that that was necessary I was just like well I guess if he wants this to happen this is gonna happen I I didn't understand I just don't want anyone else to be in that situation and that's why sexual education is so important comprehensive sexual education not just to prevent STDs and teen pregnancy but also so people understand consent and it's not just about being defensive but having that offensive of no I'm, I'm gonna stick up for myself here and say this isn't okay the boy pushed me too far I didn't want to do what he talked me into doing and it went to that point I didn't again I didn't understand what consent looked like and honestly I, I don't think he understood either I don't know that but I don't think he knew like to check in I don't think he knew to ask I think he thought okay well she's not saying no she's not actively pushing me off I guess it's fine it's it's not it wasn't it wasn't fine I'm fine I'm better now I'm not fine now obviously it's still a sore subject it hurts but I'm better now I've worked with it I've dealt with it but it was really upsetting that that happened to me so um, yeah as we've stated just kind of this whole episode it doesn't matter if someone has had sex with you before and they don't want to again it doesn't matter your history or their history if both of you are not safe sane and explicitly consenting sex should not be on the table like just oh yes yeah kind of just moving into consent as just a general concept consent is not just about sex we've mentioned it earlier I think it's just about having empathy about the people around you and making sure that you're not making people actively uncomfortable just you know personal story i have this game it's called the daring contest it's very fun but a lot of the dares on there can be kind of intense and literally you know shout out to the makers of the game all throughout the rules and instructions they say like but if anyone's not like comfortable with doing it or it's not consensual with everyone in the room like having it being done the dare then don't do it like they're like don't do it if a hundred percent of the people in the room are consenting to it and it's just really important and just you know the uh, group of people I was playing it with aren't necessarily <laughs> the probably weren't the best people to play it with because they kind of see consent as um, a PC thing and not just a <laughs> And not Marissa. I'm, I'm giving them, I'm sorry, I'm giving her a look when I heard that. I kind of was half, I, I wasn't half listening, but I was just letting the conversation go. 
And then when Jen said that they see consent as a PC thing, I, like, and did a double take and just... <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't... Uh, yeah, it wasn't a super comfortable situation to be in because it is frustrating that consent has kind of gotten, for whatever reason, this, like, bad rep of what, I... being a thing. <laughs> But you can, like, I, I've seen a movement around, like, easy, how to make consent easier during sex is to practice consent in other areas. Like, like if you're, if you're in a room and your partner is in the room and you leave the room, you ask your partner just simple questions like, hey, do you want this light on or off? Or do you want the door closed? If you know, sometimes they like the door closed. Like, just checking in with someone and making sure they're comfortable and, or, like, if you're in a public setting and you notice maybe your partner is becoming a little more withdrawn or maybe they don't look like they're having a great time, checking in with them rather than just being like, mm, whatever, it'll sort itself out. Just showing that you're listening to them or, or listening to their body language, listening to what they aren't saying and like, hey, you don't look so good or, may, or you know, something like you're, you're, you're drawing away a little. Are you okay? And just making sure that in other ways, consent is okay, that you're not encroaching on their space without their consent. I can't think of another word other than consent. I, I know. It's just, Please. it just is. And you can do it with kids too. Same thing with kids, just checking in with them and making sure they understand you have to be considerate of other people's feelings by asking them because they do emulate you. Kids and, are a sponge. Oh, yeah. Like, and when it's like, you know, make sure someone's okay with it as much, you know, with, with relatives, it's like, um, some kids I know have a sensitivity to being touched. So if they, obviously I'm, I'm really not in a place to give parenting advice. I don't have children of my own and I don't plan on it, but I, you know, if there's a kid who's touch sensitive, I don't want to hug this relative. I don't want to hug my relatives. Well, maybe explain to the relatives why he feels that way. I'm, I'm, there's a little boy in this scenario. Why he feels that way. And explain to him, if you're uncomfortable, it's okay. We're going to respect that. And if there's family that won't respect that, then there's a conversation you got to have with them. Consent with everybody in your life is important. But sexually, it's extra important because then it turns into rape and sexual assault and trauma that never fades. Thank you. Yep. I just, yeah, we both kind of got on our soapboxes at the end of this, but I think it's just because it's just an important topic that is just getting swept under the rug for whatever reason when it really shouldn't be. Like, I just don't, you just respect your fellow man. Like, just be a decent human being and then maybe we can all live in this world together. On that note, uh, that was our episode on consent. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sticking by us as we kind of accidentally took like a month break because uh, my computer decided to die. Jen deleted our entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I did not, but the first episode eight did get lost in the shuffle because my hard drive just decided to peace out. And uh, thanks again, Geek Squad, you know for helping me out and fixing it and hopefully this new hard drive doesn't doesn't go kaput in two years time like the other ones seem to do anyway uh as always you can follow us on social media our twitter 
and Instagram for the show is at Sex Talk Pod, and we also have a Facebook page that's just called The Sex Talk You Deserve, and my personal Twitter and Instagram is J underscore world, W-H-I-R-L 44, and yeah. And uh, if you want to send us any questions, stories, suggestions, comments, anything really, you can send that to our email which is the talk you deserve at gmail.com. Um, my personal, e- uh, not my personal email. Dear God. <laughs> my personal Twitter is um, Miss M I S S Marissa M I M A R I S S A Jane. Miss Marissa Jane. It's my Twitter. And uh, you have our, our podcast stuff and Jen's stuff. And uh, send yeah. us an email if you so please. Thank you for listening. Bye.